Welcome to Tell Me About It on WUFT 89.1, 90.1. I'm Sue Wagner here today with Priscilla Kaplan from a wonderful nonprofit in North Central Florida called Fix Them All. And they provide access to quality, low-cost spay and neuter for dogs and cats. And they actually serve 23 counties throughout North Florida. So they're a very wonderful organization to help reduce the pet population. So Priscilla, thanks for taking a few moments to come and talk to us today. And I believe this this had another name initially, and now it's officially called Fix Them All. Is that correct? That's true. Um, when we were founded back in 2016 by a wonderful Gainesville woman named, named Eve Crispin, um, she thought that it was possible that one of the reasons for pet overpopulation was the reluctance of pet owners to get their animals fixed, either because they didn't understand the benefits or because of cultural issues. So her idea was um, to incentivize them by giving um, reluctant pet owners gift cards to, say, Walmart. Uh, So she named the organization Pay to Spay, and um, she raised funds to um, start doing this. And she found out very early on that that the reluctance wasn't a problem, that people were actually eager to get their animals fixed, but that there were barriers. They either didn't have transportation or they had no existing relationship with a veterinarian and they didn't know how to go about it or they just couldn't afford it. And so uh, the focus of the organization shifted and with it the name. And now we do business under the name Fix Them All. That's great. So it's primarily dogs and cats. Only dogs and cats and mostly owned dogs and cats. There are other organizations that deal with feral cats, for example, Operation Catnip. Mm -hmm. That's true. So you've been doing this since 2016. So do you have kind of a network of veterinarians that you can count on to assist with this process? We do. And it's always changing. Um, But at this time, we have 12 veterinarians that um, we work with who will accept our vouchers. Four of those are high-volume nonprofit organizations, and the rest are actually private veterinary practices who have agreed to work with us. That's great. So how many um, animals would you say, is this like every week there's more that come in? Oh, yes. Um, Actually, when we started, our first year of operation was 2017, and we did 262 surgeries. Uh, We're done through our program. Uh, this year, we've just we're just putting together our statistics for 2023, and we've done well over 3,500. Oh um, if you add up all of our years from 2017, we're somewhere around 11,600 surgeries done through our program. That's great. And how do people find out about your services? Um, back in the day, we used to beat the bushes, especially in rural communities surrounding Electro County. So we would go to feed stores, or donut shops, any place where people gather. Um, but at this point, we're, we pretty much have a presence, especially in the counties that we focus on the most. And people know about us. Um, so we don't have much of a problem drumming up business. Our our big problem right now is that we have a little bit more demand than we can um, efficiently supply. Why do you think the demand is higher? Uh, because people know about us and um, trust us, I suppose, and because veterinary 
prices have gone way up since 2020, way more than regular inflation. And the cost of a spay-neuter right now at a private veterinary practice is prohibitive for a lot of people, um, e- even people who are you know, not even necessarily low income. People of moderate income can find that that's an issue for them. Well, yeah, it's several hundred dollars, if I recall. Yep, it is several hundred dollars. I have four cats, so I know that this is. <laughs> and if you had a large female dog, you could be looking at six to seven hundred dollars. Oh wow! So I know you get funding from individuals giving you donations, and of course, the uh, vouchers are discounted for cats and for dogs. But do you have other resources that? Um, help provide these services? Well, we do have some um, grant funding agencies who've been wonderful to us. Florida Animal Friend, which is the license plate people. If you get a Florida Animal Friend license plate, $24 of every plate goes to fund uh, spay-neuter programs in the state. And uh, they let you apply every other year. And um, they've been very generous funding us every other year. Uh, We have other, uh, the Bissell, uh, Pet Foundation by the vacuum cleaner people oh, really? has been a generous funder. Yes, <laughs> they know about dog and cat here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's true. And most of our board have Bissell vacuum cleaners now. Um, and, of course, the Wagmore Foundation, the local Wagmore Foundation, has been wonderful. What actually is the Wagmore Foundation? I see those bumper stickers. Is that... Oh, that uh, Barkless Wagmore? Yeah. That's where the name came from. But it's actually a private foundation that funds animal welfare, mostly in Alachua County and surrounding areas. That's great. So it sounds like um, you have the groundwork here. You just need to um, bring in more donations. That seems like your greatest need. We need more donations, and we need more spay-neuter providers. It's always a matter of balancing our capacity, um, how many animals we could do if we could pay for it with how many we can pay for. I would think the veterinarians can also get some kind of maybe a write-off or tax break for assisting a nonprofit. I'm not sure about that. If they donated materials, they might be able to do that, but I don't think they can donate write-off service donations. It seems like veterinarians, though, um, have a really soft spot for animals, and they always want to try and help in any way. Is that how, what you've encountered in the process? We have some wonderful veterinarians who've worked with us for years. We have others who worked with us and then had to pull out of our provider network because, um, because they have so much demand uh, for their services, and they're scheduling their spay-neuters out months, four months, five months that they just can't take the extra workload. And we've had some that have gone private, uh, where, you know, the used to be the mom and pop vet, and now it's owned by a corporation, and they're less interested in working with nonprofits. So it's always a struggle, but we're always in the market. We're always reaching out to uh, veterinary practices in the counties that we're present in and trying to sign them up into our program. That's great. It's amazing how many of the vets, as you mentioned, have gone private and been purchased by large corporations. And I didn't really realize that. I have I go to one that's not owned by a corporation, and they started listing all the other ones that were. I'm like, oh, I had no idea. But that explains sometimes the service and also the donation factor, that they're run by a higher entity and they can't really help you. That's right. So if people wanted to know how to donate or more information on how to get vouchers, Uh, for the program, 
What's the best way to contact you or find out? I would send them to our website, which is fixthemall.org. Um, we have a uh, About Us page. We have basic information on our homepage. We have a donate page, of course. And we have all the information that anybody would need to um, get a voucher through our program. Sounds good. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and maybe we can talk about some of the success stories or the people that you've dealt with over the years and how the program has really made an amazing difference in their lives and probably in the community as well. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Welcome back to Tell Me About It on WUFT 89.1 and 90.1. I'm Sue Wagner here today with Priscilla Kaplan, and she is with the organization called Fix Them All. It's a nonprofit that offers low-cost neuter and spay solutions to people's pets within North Florida. They actually serve 23 different counties, and these are discounted vouchers to help people take care of their pets and not you know, break the bank, so to speak. And it's a huge organization of volunteers or veterinarians that assist with the process. And it's a great uh, community resource. And Priscilla is the president of this organization. They have a very small board. Of course, they're always looking for donations. They're looking for veterinarians. And um, they have a lot of amazing things that they do. Tell us about, um, you have a transport system now? We do. Um, one of the barriers to spay and neuter for many pet owners is simply that they don't have the transportation to travel long distances to get to a vet. And we work in some counties that are very rural. For example, in Baker County, there are only two small animal veterinary practices in the entire county. Um, wow, that's amazing. That's a fairly big county, too. Yes. So, and that's not that atypical. Um, so what we try to do, we don't have a transport vehicle of our own, but we partner with other nonprofits and even with spay-neuter providers um, to provide transportation between certain locations and uh, spay-neuter facilities. So Florida Animal Friend, which I mentioned earlier, the license plate grant people, um, has funded a program uh, where we do a transport from McClenny in Baker County up to Jacksonville with First Coast No More Homeless Pets. We do two transports a month, one for dogs. We can take 10 dogs and one for cats. We do about 22 cats. And we've been running that for six months and we have another year left on that grant um, in partnership with other organizations, Sheltering Hands, which is a wonderful nonprofit in Ocala that does everything cat, um, not just spay neuter, but they do adoptions and veterinary care. And we have transports going from Keystone Heights um, and Chiefland to their clinic in Ocala. Um, and we have some other transports as well that are more limited. Uh, we have one from Nassau County to Jacksonville, for example. So we're always looking for partners um, who have the capacity to run a transport and will work with us to do that. When you say run a transport, are you looking for people with vans or certain kinds of vehicles that can do the, do the job? Yes, a lot of organizations and individuals um, have. You can use a cargo van if it's properly fitted. Um, but you need to follow certain guidelines for safe and uh, you know humane transport of animals. You don't want to do dogs and cats together. You have to have uh, ways of securing the crates, et cetera. So it helps to have somebody who's experienced with that. 
um, and you have to have staff on site. Uh, we have volunteers who check in people on the day of, make sure they have all their information and have their consent signs formed and all of that. Consent, for <laughs> consent forms signed. That too. Yes. yes, that too, and all of that. When you say you have volunteers, do you ever get um, like school kids or teenagers that have a community service requirement? Do they ever come and help you? No, we don't. Um, a lot of the area rescues do that. Um, I'm also a volunteer with Puppy Hill Farm Rescue, for example, and we love our student volunteers who need ours. Um, they're really important on adoption days to help with the walking dogs and things. But the volunteers for Fix the Mall um, do essentially the business of running the business. We have no paid staff. So our QuickBooks, our purchasing, our invoicing, um, all the work on site at transports, all the negotiations with veterinarians, um, all the processing of applications and sending surgery certificates, all of that is done by our volunteers. A lot of us are old retired ladies um, <laughs> who okay. have the time and you know probably did something in our professional career um, that gives a particular skill like bookkeeping um, or even some veterinary uh, background. Mm -hmm. That's neat. Um, but we don't we don't give community service hours because we don't really have opportunities for that. We need people who can help us with fundraising events, though, and we would like to get some younger people on board because we're terrible with social media. We have a <laughs> we have a Facebook page, but we don't do anything on Instagram or TikTok or any of the places where people actually go these days. Um, so if anybody out there is listening who is good with social media and wants to volunteer with Fix the Wall, I would encourage them to get in touch. I could see this as a class project. You might even want to look into uh, getting some internships, maybe at UF, because that way they can get some practical experience. And, you know, most of them absolutely love animals, so that would be a good good partnership That is there. a fabulous idea, Sue. And uh, do you have a physical location where you're just primarily online with the website and you said social media as well? We do not. We rent a post office box to give us a mailing address, um, but we have no office, um, no physical location. We have very low overhead, and with no paid staff, almost every penny that we earn goes directly to the veterinary costs of spay and neuter, um, apart from, you know, the cost of running a website and printing materials and stuff like that. So we have very, very low overhead, um, but no place where you can go and find us, which is a problem for some people. They want to know, you know, where somebody where is located. Are. Yeah. Well, I see so. you have an opportunity for a lot of partnerships possibly to help take care of your website, take care of your social media. So it's, you know, volunteering to help with the animals, but volunteering to help with these other needed items could be just as beneficial. That's right. Phone calls, emails. A lot of what we do is simply in, we get an application. We have to get in touch with the pet owner. We have to let them know, you know, when they're scheduled. Sometimes we schedule the vet appointments. Sometimes they have to schedule their own vet appointments. It depends on which veterinarian they choose. So there's a lot of just logistical stuff that has to go on. And we do all that with our network of volunteers. And because we're in so many counties, our board members and our volunteers are all over North Central Florida. That's great, yeah. And they have the contacts that can probably help with getting some additional funding. We always hope. <laughs>
And I know this year you were part of the UF Campaign for Charities, which this year featured 100 organizations, and they're vetted, and one of the important criteria is low overhead. And I can't imagine your overhead any lower than you're stating right now. Yes, um, we love the UF Campaign for Charities. It is a wonderful, wonderful initiative. And it's amazing to go to that kickoff event and see all the work that's gone into it by so many people. So we're delighted to be a participant. And it's funny, when you walk through that kickoff event, there's all these charities and nonprofits that you never even heard of. And it's like, wow, you know, we could do more public service announcements if we knew about a lot of these organizations. And Fix Them All is one of the one of the ones right now that I think we can also feature in our PSA rotation. So oh, that would be wonderful. Get a little more notice there because there's a lot of good pet organizations. And, of course, you and I both love pets, so we have to not be biased. But uh, Fix Them All is really an interesting and so far very successful organization. We love and we work with many pet rescues. Um, we have very good relationships with pet rescues in or animal rescues in um, many counties. But even the rescues realize that right now you have to get to the root of the problem. They don't have the capacity. The shelters are full in almost every one of our counties. Um, the rescues are slammed. Their foster networks are maxed out. And they know that without more widespread spay-neuter, we're not going to make a dent in pet overpopulation. There aren't enough homes to adopt them all. So one more time, give us the web address where people can find more information. Fixthemall.org. Well, great. Well, thank you, Priscilla, for sharing the story. And we'll try and get it out there to all of our, all of our listeners. Thanks, Sue. Thanks for having me. Sure. That was Priscilla Kaplan, president of Fix Them All, on today's episode of Tell Me About It. To listen to previous episodes of the show, go online at wuft.org slash tellmeaboutit or on the WUFT media app. I'm Sue Wagner on Tell Me About It on WUFT. WUFT.